You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. No. Yes. No. And folks, we start out with a disagreement on Geekiest Show Ever, episode 232, and I'm having trouble speaking because I think I drink been doing that tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think we're just disagreeing because... We can disagree. Uh, I don't know. We've ever laid, uh, ev- uh, raised it to a, elevated it to a, an art form, even. This is true. And, you know, you people are in real deep shit this week because the girls have left us alone again. Yeah. yeah and the possibilities are endless. <laughs> the evilness will arise. Mm. Yeah. And as you say that, I've been reading Stephen King books. So, yeah, this may not be a good thing. But first, lest we forget. Sure. For Melissa, I'll, I'll summarize her weather report, even though she's not here. It's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Melissa did send in, and, and and our thoughts go out to Melissa. She's, or not Melissa, God, I have drank too much tonight. Elisa is not feeling well tonight. That's why she's not joining us. She has a lingering cold from her uh, cruise that she was on, folks. So she said instead of snotting and coughing into the microphone, she figured she'd just give you guys a, a, a break for it there. But she said, uh, she said, after all priorities, warm this week, supposed to reach 80 on Tuesday, falling back into the 60s by Thursdays and 50s for the weekend. As I write this, it's 67 and staying in the 60s all night. Yeah, we've had some lovely weather here. It's been like, you know, upper 30s in the mornings when I've left to go to work, and I've been absolutely loving it. Turned the AC back a little bit. You know, even had to run the defroster to clear the windshield one morning. So, you know, nice. all, all, all's good. But for us, we're actually going to be in the upper 70s to the low 80s up through Thursday. And then Friday, it's supposed to finally cool back down. And next week, I think I looked ahead, highs only in the low 60s. So thank God. Oh. Um, yeah, and... Um... My wife uh, sent this to me, and uh, but you're not on Facebook, so I'll just have to read it to you. Okay. It says, please keep your offensive love of winter to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because as I uh, look at our uh, uh, forecast here, fall is, is here. Uh, tomorrow is supposed to be uh, 69 with a chance of thunder showers, and then from there it'll kind of bounce between uh, all like, uh, the 60s for the first part of the week, and then 50s. It'll yeah, between 55 and 65 most of the the week. So yeah, fall is here, and can't do anything about it. So, well, send it this way once you find, once you're done with it. Yeah, you can skip right by me. I wouldn't mind a nice uh, fall. Well, fall isn't so bad, but fall is just a harbinger of what's to come. So that I would send directly to you if I could. <laughs> Yes, I am loving it. And the 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 other good thing about the cold weather, we had a we had two frosts this past week. The good thing about it is when I went outside in the morning, there were no candle flies or bugs assaulting me as I was trying to walk out to the to the truck or the car or anything. So it was very nice not to have to deal with that crap. Mm. I'm not an insect fan. I don't. I'm not afraid of them, but I'm not an insect fan. And yeah, that's something I saw that was really weird. I saw a thing that said. On Earth, if all of humankind died, the Earth would continue on, you know, and heal mm-hmm. itself and get better. If all the insects on the planet died, the Earth would eventually die. So, Well, they do all the stuff that we don't want to do, like process poo and all this other kind of stuff. That's true. We have a lot of poo processing bugs at work. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we make that- great use of them. <laughs> Yeah, and I just say poo-poo to that, but anyway. Uh, okay, folks, we'll move on from the poo-poo weather. <laughs> I'm poo-pooing the heat, and Mike's poo-pooing the cold that's coming. So, Yeah, so and, we're just knee-deep in poo. Yeah, that's it. And as I say, as I tell people, after working where I've worked for 35 years, 34 years, you've never lived until you've stern, stood ankle-deep in human feces. That's all i got to say. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I, I don't think we're, yeah, no, that's it's bad. I did it when I was younger. It was just a, an experience I'll never forget, honestly, folks. I will never, ever forget <laughs> that. So uh, before we get too far, I wanted to share some good news from a listener, our, uh, one of our regular listeners, and he's actually been on the show well, a couple times, I think, Peter Bird. Uh, I had missed the tweet earlier. 
Peter actually made it into a music video. And I'll put the link to the video in the show notes. Um, uh, and see if, see if the listeners can guess which one Peter is. Uh, but I was scrolling back through my timeline, and I came across this tweet, and I was like, awesome! A good friend makes a music video? I mean, the dude's a, a great photographer. If you haven't followed him, follow him and look at his photos. The dude is an unbelievable photographer. He does a lot of work with models and stuff like that. So, I mean, he gets to be around beautiful women. He takes beautiful pictures. He takes beautiful landscape pictures. And then he gets to be in a music video. Best I can reckon, this dude's life's really going pretty darn well. So, <laughs> congratulations to you, Peter. Yeah, I, you know, that's the thing a lot of us dream of. I, uh, I, I like to think I take decent pictures, but I've never done anything with them to, you know, know or not. But, yeah, because uh, I've seen some of his pictures and, uh, um, yeah, several models. I think he uh, I, I think he works with that Harley Quinn or whatever her uh, – or what was her name? Anyway, there's somebody that um, – uh, a model that dresses up like Harley Quinn from the uh, DC comic uh, books. Um, I, I, he's reposted a lot of her stuff. I think he's taken her pictures, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, you know, models and, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, envious, uh, you know, even to make a music video. So, yeah, I mean, and, um, I was really, you know, and plus when I saw it, it was on Vivo, which Vivo is a huge music video service on uh, YouTube. So, you know, Peter's a budding actor and now he's a, and he's a great photographer I mean, we may be asking him for his autograph or to kickstart, you know, do a GoFundMe for our little show here or something like that at some <laughs> point. Uh, maybe he'll put us in a music video. Uh, two old farts? I mean. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I picture this uh, two bodies being rolled into a grave and dirt thrown on top, so uh, the, maybe not. You know, it's possible, it's possible. But yes, all jokes aside, big congratulations to Peter. Job well done, my friend. Job well done, sir. So, um, we do have a bit of a light thing this week, so Mike and I will do our best to fill in, because as you folks know, it's very difficult for us to talk. We're a little introverted, and it, and it, it does make it rough for us to, 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 to gesticulate our thoughts, I guess is the best way to say it. <laughs> sure, yeah, and every week when it's the two of us, Kevin goes, gee, I hope we can make 30 minutes, and then an hour and a half later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's- that's about the way it goes. But I did want to talk about uh, a follow-on to last week. So we have a local store here in town that sells uh, used gaming, uh, video gaming equipment, used consoles, used video games, and they have everything from Atari 2600 games all the way up through the newest PS2, or PS, God, I'm screwing up, PS4 and Xbox One games, new and used. I buy, because I still, as I've said before on the show, I still have my original Xbox from uh, 2003. And uh, thanks to listener Jim, I have he gave me a few games that I've played on it. Um, but I've also bought some games from time to time. We still buy Wii games there. You can still buy uh, Game Boy games, original Game Boy games and things like that. So it's really cool. Well, as I mentioned last week, I went in there. And they had as near perfect a Game Boy Advanced, which for people don't know, that came after the Game Boy Color and before the Game Boy Advanced SP. Um, and it's a nice little handheld unit. Uh, I would say it's about the size of uh, two decks of cards, give or take a little bit. It's hard to describe it and give it a good size. I showed it to Mike last week, uh, what it was like, and I was real tickled with it. Got it for $20. Brought it home, played. It plays the color games. Uh, it's not backlit. Everything up through the Game Boy Advance wasn't backlit. Uh, so it is a little hard to see. I have to get it in the right light with these old eyes in mind to be able to see it very well. Well, I walk in there yesterday. My son wanted to go in there and look around, as we do a lot of times on Saturdays while we were out. And I go in there, and he's looking around at video games and stuff like that. And I walk back to the cabinet where they have the uh, vintage game consoles. And there was another... Game Boy Advanced. It was the same one. It actually looked like it was in better shape than the one I picked up last week. And this was in the, I think they call it Indigo Blue or I forget what the actual color name is that Nintendo gave it. But it was in really good shape, so guess what I had to buy? <laughs> another one? Another one. Well, wow. So 
now I have two Game Boy Advance, and I have been challenged by Mr. Uh, Greentree and Mr. Chatton that there are multiple colors. So, folks, this could end up being like the damn thumb drives for me. I've got to ha- I'm going to have to see if I can get every color the Game Boy Advance came in, especially when they're only twenty bucks. I mean, hell, that's the cost of a good you know sixty four hundred twenty eight gig thumb drive. I can buy these things and stack them up around the house. You know, my wife would okay. just love it. Well, yeah, and you keep doing that because it makes me feel less bad about all the tablets that I have now. Well, you know, I have to be careful because I've been eyeballing a few tablets. This, <laughs> the the uh, we'll, we'll say anything from the $40 to $100 range. Every time I see one, I have to fight the urge to buy one. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean, too, because uh, Amazon's had a few deals on their Fire tablets. I only got one, but it's like, ooh, well, you know, that one, don't just quit it, don't. Don't buy it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a compulsion, especially when they get down to that price, because they're, you know, at that price, they're, I won't say they're disposable, but, you know, it's it's getting into that impulse territory range. So, Well, I mean, that's the reason I have that little Kindle Fire tablet that I bought back earlier this year. I caught on sale. It normally sells for $49, and I caught it on sale for 39 and then applied some of my Amazon points to it, and I think I ended up paying thirty bucks for it. It's a sweet little tablet. I was, just, you know, sitting there the other day. I was reading. Uh, I forgot what the book was. I was reading uh, off the top of my head because I got two or three books going. Uh, but I was reading a book on it. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, this is nice. I got a nice tablet here. Uh, it's backlit. It's easy to read. And surprise, surprise! The Kindle app works really good on the Kindle Fire. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I've seen some of those, and um, um, I almost kind of, there's times I want to get, I do have my NVIDIA tablet, that's an Android tablet, but I'm kind of using that for gaming. I almost kind of want to get a different uh, Android tablet to kind of mess around with and use, you know, as a uh, more of an everyday tablet, keep my um, NVIDIA tablet for gaming. And, you know, so that thought's crossed my mind, and I just thought up a good justification for buying one now. Yes. All right. There's a you know something good here. Uh, and like I said, I do have a weakness for uh, my uh, for tablets and stuff. And like I said, because I don't really, I've got the, what the Nvidia, like I say, set up for gaming, and I got my games on there, and I've got a fair, fair amount of games. I've got uh, Borderlands Two and the uh, pre sequel on there. I've got Doom. I've got um, Portal Two. So I've got a bunch of games on there, and I just don't want to go. You know, I want to keep it. Mostly for games, so yeah, maybe I do have to go out and look at a uh, an Android tablet just so I can uh, mess around with. Um, and one of the things I had put down in our show notes here is, as long as we're talking about tablets, is I'm kind of frustrated by the lack of Linux tablets out there um, because yeah, you know, dearth. yeah, there is. I mean, Windows has their Surface. Um, I mean, guess Mac, you're supposed to get an iPad. Uh, that's not quite the same, I don't think. But I do wish there was a tablet. Well, uh, supposedly there's a tablet out there. I, I went out there and I started Googling and I came across two. One was an Indiegogo that looked like it didn't fund. Uh, so I don't know uh, if that thing's even, you know, existed now. And then Ubuntu has one, but I see that they are sold out. Um I think they've been sold out for a while, too, if I remember right. Yeah, and from what I've seen, it's not the best in the world. It's got, I guess for the first uh, Linux tablet out there, it may not be too bad, but it's still kind of rough around the edges yet. And I just, and I suppose, you know, then I got to wondering about, you know, if you get a Windows tablet that's not too expensive, and put Linux on there, but then, yeah. um, I guess it can be done. But it uh, with the new Windows 10, there you got to jump few, through a few more hoops than you would with uh, uh, than you used to with Linux because now they got the EMFI on there, and so you kind of have to have something that'll work with that. But yeah, I mean, even if uh, you got one of those convertible uh, notebooks or tablets or whatever. And put Linux on it, because um, I would like something you know, with a touch interface, so you can flip it around and use it like a um, like a like a tablet, and be able to draw on it and you know touch, not have to have the keyboard all the time. It's nice. That's why I kind of like my um, 
Windows tablet because you can use it as a tablet. And then if you want to uh, switch from tablet mode over to uh, regular computer mode, you can just uh, hit hit something there and switch it over. And then you've got a you know computer. So it's you know kind of the I don't want to say it's the best of both worlds. It's kind of something of both worlds. Um, I'm not going to say it's the best computer or it's the best tablet, but it's for the, combining the two. It's not too bad, and I do like that. I just wish there was something because I do, you know, I do love my Linux, and you know, I keep wanting to get back into it. And I thought maybe if I had a little tablet, I could carry with me as opposed to a, you know, like a notebook because something with decent life that you could carry around and be able to slip into you know a nice little 10 inch tablet you could slip into something and not you know have it be too bulky and the batteries will last for more than a couple hours yeah now you know the other thing you ought to consider there's still i think they're still being sold there are a lot of companies still selling windows 8.1 tablets that you might be able to hack a version of linux onto that too well, either that or I could look around because there's some at the school, and I don't know. I should talk to the tech coordinator and see what his plans are. They were the HP uh, tablets that would um, – they were a touch. They are probably about – they had Core 2 uh, processors in them uh, or core, uh, core 2 duos, I think they were. Um, so they're probably a good – six, seven years old, I think. But they had the touch interface to it, and they were the kind that you could spin it around. It wasn't like the ones where it hinges back. This is the one that would spin around and lay flat. Yeah, it had that, like, center pivot thing in the... Yeah. And so I should... Uh, maybe I should talk to him and see what he plans on doing. Because that wouldn't be too bad, because for the heck of it once, I did... T um, there was one there at the school, so I took a uh, jump drive that had... Uh, bootable Ubuntu on it and put on there just to try it out and it did work and the touch interface worked so you know that's hopeful so I don't know maybe I ought to try and do that I mean it's not going to be the fastest computer in the world but um, maybe if a person got that and put a SSD in there yeah. that would help some yeah, yeah I mean I'd be willing to bet that if you did a little Googling, you could find a hack to do some of that stuff and make it work really easily. Sure. Probably a couple config files to edit or something like that. Yeah, and like I said, I did try it with the jump drive, and I think the touch interface worked. Now, I don't know how well or how much or what programs to utilize it, but you know, maybe that would be uh, something. And I'll have to see if um, there is a... Uh, well, I know Ubuntu's got something on their site about... Uh, you know, tablets. Let's see, I was going to try. Yeah, and... they have a section dedicated to tablets, but I'm thinking in some of the other forums outside of that, you might be able to find sure something dedicated exclusively to. Because I know that somebody had to take one of those inexpensive. Uh, they were around a hundred bucks or so, Windows eight or eight point one tablets, and I guarantee you somebody hacked in and got hacked them one and got a uh, uh, version of Linux up and running on, even if it was like Puppy Linux or something like that. Right, and I do have my little um, HP, um, um, well, it's upgraded to 10 now, but um, that little 7-inch Windows tablet, it's only got 32 um, gigs of storage space on it, it's not the, uh, but, no, I think, no, that's, I gotta look, see what the processor is, if that's an Atom or if that's an ARM. Uh, I'm trying to remember I, with those, I don't know. I think that's an uh, an Atom processor because uh, they did have uh, this original Surface tablets was ARM processors and everybody was uh, torqued off because they couldn't run uh, regular Windows programs. Yeah, uh, that's right. The that Surface uh, RT or whatever it was called. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so I think this one probably does have a small um, uh, Atom processor in it. I think I'd have to look and see. You know, maybe if I wanted to, you know. Although I do kind of like taking that one to school for um, um, just to have something handy there if I need to type, uh, read an email quick or uh, send something off because don't need a, a full-fledged computer there. But every once in a while I need something. It's nice to pull that out, check my to-do list, add things to OneNote. It's just kind of a handy uh, little thing to have around for that without having to take my Surface to school all the time. Well, you know, the company that made this little... Uh uh, Android tablet that I have, uh, New Vision, 
N-U-V-I-S-O-N. I can't remember how without looking at it right now. It's right laying here beside me. They sell when they still sell some Windows 8.1 uh, tablets, and they are selling Windows 10 tablets. So they're relatively inexpensive. I mean, they're not on the order of the Kindle uh, Fire, where you can get like the seven inch now. You get it for forty nine. They just released the eight inch Kindle Fire. I think they're selling that for what did I see seventy nine or eighty nine dollars now. So I'm expecting they're going to come out with a ten inch one. At a lower price too here before long. Well, I just looked looked them up on Amazon here, and they have an eight inch. Um, it's a nineteen twenty by twelve uh, twelve hundred uh, IPS touch screen tablet, Intel uh, processor, a quad core, two gigs of RAM, thirty two gig hard drive, uh, for eighty nine dollars. Yeah, I mean, I got like I say. I mean, of course, the listeners can't see this; they're hearing me. Russell stuff in the background, but there's my little one right there, so right. I don't know uh, where's the power button on this thing, I forget why they have to keep moving damn power buttons on these things <laughs> uh, they just have to keep you uh, on your toes yeah, uh, is the battery dead? Or you can put a uh, micro SD card in, in it it doesn't say how the oh, battery's dead <laughs> I was okay. Like, I thought I charged it the other day. Oh well. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. You can. But this has got a. I think I got a thirty-two gig micro SD card in this one. So. Okay. And I'm just looking at the specs on this one. Um, I may have to uh, Google that later and see about. Uh, I know there's stuff out there. I'm and when I was younger, I probably would have. Is, I mean, I've done a couple Hackintoshes, so, you know, I, uh, I, I can do this stuff, but as I get older, I get just a little, I don't know. You, you'd rather buy it as it is and just have it work. Yeah, or well, so just do work. Sort of should, work. Yeah. yeah, and or just do a little bit, but, yeah, okay, this is tempting. Um, hmm. um, like I say, I may have to Google, because the price on that isn't too bad. Well, this one, when I bought it, when I was feeling sorry for myself a little over a year ago, um, I paid $69 for retail in the store, a local staple, so. Yeah, and this one is, like, say, $89. It's supposed to be uh, 2016 newest New Vision. It's an 8-inch uh, screen. They also have a 10-inch one down here. Uh, I think specs- that one's running Windows 10. Yeah, well, so is this other one that I was looking at, too. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, and this is a refurbished one, but uh, and that comes with a little uh, keyboard for it, detachable keyboard, sort of like the Surface uh, tablet. Or you can turn it into, like, a sort of look like a laptop where you can detach it. Buy uh, it, buy it, buy it. Oh, I know. Yeah, that, that force is jump- strong within you. <laughs> this was the uh, credit card. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I may have to do some googling and see if I can. Uh, if I, it would be nice if it would be the equivalent of uh, plug in the USB drive and just wipe the hard drive and install it because this has already got a SSD in it. The only thing that I that's cheesed me off about this one, and I'm going to hack it to fix it. I just haven't had time to to mess around with it, and you know. Sometimes you have the energy and sometimes you don't. Um, the I wanted to update it, and they keep saying, oh, yeah, you can put a newer version of Android. We'll deploy it. Well, every time I try to put the new vision on, or go to it, it says, you know, here's how you do it. You go in, go to settings and all that, just hit update. Their servers have been busy for three months, so I'm pretty sure they're not supporting uh, <laughs> a newer version of Android for the tablet, so. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, I'll see, but I, yeah, I'm tempted to hack it, and again, if I ruin it, I ruin it. If I brick it, I brick it. I'm not going to get too upset over it. Yeah, now I'm just looking at some of the other ones that they got here. Um, and, you know, I wonder about some of these, because, um, well, here's uh, here's a uh, one that you can dual boot uh Windows 10 and Android on it. Um, Buy it. Oh. 
that's your chant. But uh, this one looks interesting. It's getting close got, to Halloween, so I'm channeling people. Sure. There we go. Uh, it's got the... Uh, uh, okay, now I'm just having fantasy. Oh, here's the one that I got, the HP Stream uh, 32 gig. That one's like 67 bucks. Um, there you go. Get another one of those to screw up. There you go. Well, may, well, yeah, I'll have to see. But like I say, just uh, something that will run, you know, and I realize Android is a fork of Linux, but there's just something about having Linux on there, kind of something. Because this... Uh, More like a Linux desktop type of... Yeah, that, that kind of thing, rather than the tablet uh, uh, metaphor that's used on this. And, um, you know, I guess I might as well go ahead and, because, you know, kind of jump ahead to our, our picks because I'd actually picked this he if did, you could find he did it. it again folks he's spoiling he's, it again I'm spoiling it yes uh, but yeah my pick is I, I would like to have that Ubuntu one because I checked it out and the uh, 10 inch one is uh, 329 so it falls right into our price range there. but the thing is it's, it's not available but you know this is if we had the money so I don't have the money. So if the fact it's not available doesn't matter much either. Works out perfectly. You there don't you have go. the money. They don't have the tablet. Right. All is right with the world. Yeah, but you know, like I say that would be you know, uh, and maybe some days, uh, you know, somebody will put Linux on there. But you know, the the selling point of this one is that you can, um, you know, and it's a neat idea, and maybe and you can do the same thing with your Windows tablet too. But you can plug it in. And use it as a uh, desktop, plug it into an external monitor, um, and use it as a desktop, or you can take it with you. And, you know, we've talked about before that convergence where instead of having to have a laptop and a home computer, maybe it'll get to the point where the portables are powerful enough that you can have your, it can be your desktop computer at home, or it'll... uh, dock with something for more powerful graphics processor depending on what you're doing or something like that but so you don't have to try and maintain two operating systems and sync your files back and forth and and everything and just have you know one device uh, to take with you or to, to maintain so I don't know it's getting to that point well maybe HP has just released or is about to release a phone, and I can't remember the model of it. It's uh, running Windows 10, but it comes with a dock and everything so that you plug it in, and that gives you an HDMI port, a USB-C, a USB, and something else. And I was watch- just happened to be watching the video today uh, of the guy that had it plugged in that had an, a, you know like a 27-inch monitor hooked up to it, but even before he hooked the monitor up, when he hooked the mouse and the keyboard up via USB, he had a little teeny cursor on the on the uh, phone screen. I think it's like a, a 5.7 inch screen or maybe a 6 inch screen. Uh, it comes with the dock. It comes with all the little parts and stuff. But then as soon as he hooked the monitor up, it sends the video up and you're running... Again, you're running a full version of Windows Phone just on a bigger screen. It's not the full version of Windows 10, but it is a full version of, you know, so there's right. some idiosyncrasies. Right. Well, I, I uh, Googled it. I think this is one, the HP Elite X3. I um, think that's right, yes. Uh, let's see. Device, let's see, the world's first built for business three-in-one device that combines PC power and productivity with premium smartphone capabilities in a sleek and secure device that can dock when you need to work big. Yeah, that sounds like the description I remember reading about it. I mean, it's a cool-looking device. It's a big phone, which I'm not opposed to big phones. I like my phablets, as I call them. Um, but it's... Uh, so it, I mean, the, it's getting there. It, I actually think it comes with another thing that'll let you make it into like a laptop. There's also an adapter for that that lets you run it like a laptop too when you're not at a desk where you'd have a big screen because he had it hooked up to, like I said, a 27-inch monitor. Uh, yeah, because I see something here, and I don't know that it necessarily docks. I think maybe it's Bluetooth or something like that. Um, I'm just looking at it. I don't want to play the video right now, but um, 
it looks because it's they've got it sitting side by side. Um, so maybe it's going by Bluetooth or something, so that you do have a you know, uh, or maybe it would be sort of a second screen type thing, so that you could have a real keyboard and a bigger screen, but then your phone would also be available. So if you wanted to look up something on there while you're working on your uh, laptop extension, let's call it that. Um, so yeah. it looks interesting. Yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, the video demo that he was doing over today was really cool. So, I mean, we saw this, I don't know, it's been years ago. Motorola released a phone that you could do this with, and then it came with like a screen keyboard thing where you slid the phone in the back of it. I've talked about it before, and it basically became your laptop, but again, it was running Android, whatever version of Android was on the phone. I don't remember anymore. Um, But it was pretty cool. I mean, for the time, it was like, wow, you know, this convergence is coming. It's just taking right. a lot longer than I think we'd all like it to. Yeah, now the, from what I can see without delving into this, um, it you know it looks like it's still running Windows Phone instead of like, you know, Windows yeah. 10. Um, so you're still, uh, you know, I'm hoping for that device that will run, you know, a full version of whatever operating system, be it Windows or be it uh, Linux or be it Mac even. Um, that you would just you would have it all in your pocket there, and just by yeah putting it in the dock or even you know um, extra, uh, wirelessly hooking up to a display and having a keyboard, mouse, something like that, you could uh, you would have your device with you um, instead of like say trying to maintain several operating systems or several computers. Yeah, no, that's that's true. It is, and and. It is coming. We just don't know, you know, being early adopters such as we are, we're looking for it to come sooner rather than later in some cases. Yeah, and, you know, and I would probably jump on it, well, if I had more money. Um, And I don't know about Windows Phone. Um, I've never really used a Windows Phone to know what it's like. The Windows operating system, the tablet mode, yeah, yeah. The Windows Phone experience is okay. Uh, you know, I do give them credit for coming up with that um, um, a different, different, yeah, different interface. They didn't copy everyone else's, so you know there the, there is that. But and I don't know, maybe they'll keep uh, irrati- uh, working on it and come up with uh, something better. But you know, for right now, maybe not. It depends what you get for apps on it. Well, the whole live tile thing is just something that it's okay. Um, but it, to me, it doesn't offer any value. I don't need all that shit scrolling through on my screen at one time. I have enough trouble being a little ADD without having it pop up and say, oh, you got this new tweet, you got two new emails, oh, there's a new video on YouTube to the, your subscription. Oh, wait, look, down here there's this new news story. It's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know, information overload, I think, is what it comes to. And I know you can clean a lot of that crap off, I know that. Um, I'm just not real thrilled, and as much as I like Windows 10 and where they went with it, you know, fixing all the shit that was wrong with Windows 8 and 8.1, the underhanded work they've done in deploying Windows 10 is not so good. You know, and all the listening and all they are, I mean, I guess if you're giving away an operating system for free, they feel entitled to listen and gather information as needed. So, but that's the one thing that keeps me coming back to Apple and Linux more than it does Windows because... I don't like it listening in. So, uh, yeah, unless it really wants to learn some new curse words, I don't think listening in to me will help them much. So. Well, it's not so much the speech; it's just the. Uh, well, yeah, what you're doing. It's just watching what you're doing. It's like I don't have anything to hide, but it's just like you know, be honest about it that you're watching what I'm doing here. It's I don't know; it just seems a little dishonest. I guess is the best way to say it. Well, yeah, a little creepy. Um, yeah, just, it, you know, you do make it does make you wonder who else is listening, what else is going on, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. We may be, you know, as a society, we may have to learn to. We're either going to have to learn to accept less privacy or a lot of 
companies are going to have to change the way they do business. Um, and as I sit here, I've got my you know Alexa sitting over there uh, listening to me all the time, my Amazon Echo. And um, I probably got Siri listening, and I think I got Cortana listening. And so, um, yeah, I got lots of things listening to me and uh, what I do. And, you know, and we, you know, now you want to cover your cam uh webcam so because who knows people may be watching you so i don't know we're we're gonna have to decide as a collectively as a society how much privacy we want to give up and because trade-off with that is the more they know about you the more tailored you can get stuff so you you know i probably don't need to be getting feminine hygiene products uh uh advertised to me uh so by collecting enough information i won't get that and i probably will get computer stuff maybe now that um i've been googling a little bit i'll start seeing linux tablets show up somewhere at least that's a dream um <laughs> yeah cuz every time cuz every time i look at something on amazon for the show or even something that kevin posts on there then it starts showing up in my feed so you know that's Somewhere between helpful and creepy. I haven't decided which yet. Yeah, I why well, I, I have to say that a friend of mine recently switched from an iPhone over to a uh, Android phone. Uh, I forget which Samsung. It's not the exploding one. Um, but he he liked the phone. He was happy. He didn't have much trouble making a switch. He's a pretty smart guy. Um, he's 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 fairly techy, but he's not a, a tech person like you or I are maybe. But he uh, he said the one thing that was creeping him out with. Uh, Android, and this is the whole Google and everything else listening to you, is that every time he drove by Starbucks, it would stop and say, oh, hey, so-and-so, uh, we just noticed you're getting close to Starbucks. Do you want us to place the order for your usual coffee? And he's like, what the f-? <laughs> you know, And stuff like that. Or say, oh, your commute will be, and you know, he didn't even tell it he was on his commute, but it knew, it, it figured out that from the time of day he was leaving that he must be commuting to work, and it was telling him all this stuff. That's just a little freaking creepy. I'm sorry. Well, it's one of those things, you know, it's the digital butler. It's the Jarvis that uh, everyone kind of lusts after in Iron Man. Except, you know, at least that Jarvis actually communicates. This one is just more like, you know, waiting for you to do something or say something. But, you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, it would be nice to have something anticipate what you want and have it ready for you. But on the other hand, that's also creepy because then, you know, this big company – knows about you and you know and if it starts you know let's see you you know and if it doesn't it just looks at what you're ordering it doesn't look at necessarily you so if it sees that you're buying you know women's lingerie and stuff like this you may just be purchasing stuff for your wife but you know who knows you may start beginning uh, getting things for cross dressers uh you know uh, support groups or something like that. It's they can't they can get the data, but they don't always know how to interpret it or interpret it properly. So that is part of the problem with um, having them having a, a you know a digital butler that's basically an idiot um, and not be able to differentiate what's what the stuff means that you buy. Well, given my luck with Siri since iOS ten, I sure as hell don't want it listening to me because. Oh. It, it just Siri just hates me now. It 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 started to get better, I, but I, I'm sure it'll do the same thing again. But it's like Siri just lost all its freaking brains after I upgraded, because when I went to iOS nine, I had the same problem, and it took like four months for it to get its shit together, so <laughs> so that it understood what I was actually doing. So I'm hopeful that the same thing will happen with iOS ten, um, but we'll wait and see because. You know, I can. You know, I'll, I use Siri to text people, and I'll push the button, and or I'll or somebody will send me a text. I'll say, "Read text." And he'll read it to me and say, "Would you like to reply?" I'll say, "Yes," and it says, "Okay." And I, I, before I can say another word, I'm sorry, I didn't get what you were saying. No, you didn't get what I was saying because you didn't give me a chance to say shit. Well, it's like, come on. I mean, it's just it's annoying as hell. Another little things like that, like. It was like, I'm sorry, you want to send that? No, I didn't text anything. Okay, we won't send that right now. So I click the button. I say, okay, text so-and-so. Would you like us to send that? I didn't say anything yet. <laughs> so it's like, ah, uh, it's just annoying as hell. And I, and I do use this for a valid reason. I subscribe to a text alert system that covers the roads on my way to work so that if there's a bad accident or something, 
that I might have a chance to avoid it by hitting, you know, bailing out somewheres and taking some of the side roads or something that I know that run parallel to my normal commute. Um, of course, sometimes there just isn't. And when I do bail out, everybody else did it too. So not only is the main road stopped, all the other side roads are backed up because everybody else bailed out too. So anyway, that's, that's my own hell to live through. The, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. And it's the same reason I won't buy an Xbox One. It creeps me out that that thing's listening. I don't want to be cussing at my games and have that thing listening to what I'm saying. You know, we're <laughs> sorry, sir. We can't un you. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Are we just curmudgeons? Is that it? Well, and, you know, some people have said that, uh, you know, we're all hepped up about privacy, but it's, this is just a brief window because for most of human existence, their privacy has been mostly non-existent because, uh, you know, uh, you lived, uh, I mean, now because of the wealth and because of the, the, you know, the nature of the world right now, people can have set their own rooms. They can live in, you know, their own houses, you know, back before, you know, the economics allowed it. Most people live maybe, uh, you know, a whole family or maybe several families in a house or something like that. Or even on the prairie here, um, you had a one-room, you know, farm house or, you know, sod shack or something when they were homesteading here. So, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of need for sex education then because, you know, you know mom and dad are, you know, over there. So, you know. So this thing about, you know, privacy, you know, we're losing our privacy, you know, and I don't know if it's, are we going to just, you know, uh, go back maybe to the way we were in more of a digital form where, you know, the whole world is kind of privy to what uh, we're doing or whatever, or are we going to, I don't know, go backwards? I mean, I, I don't know exactly where we're going to end up and, it, you know, are we going to, is it going to be privacy above everything or... Is there going to be some way that you can wall off little parts of your life so you don't have to share them? And I don't know how you would do that. Um, and it's, that's going to be the struggle going forward because some people, you know, even between you and me, you're a little creeped out by this stuff. Me, it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, as long as I'm not doing anything illegal or, you know, highly questionable, I really don't have any, you know, I'm not too concerned about that. So, um, but, you know, it, it's, there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all thing for everybody. No, and that's... Like I, I don't know. It's just... I, I, I go back and forth, I guess, is the best way to say it, on how I feel about privacy. I mean, I do share a lot, but I also try to put it in context so that it's not what I consider oversharing. And, I mean, I know some people uh, that I follow online that really overshare... And I'm, I won't say they overshare. It's not that, that. It's just that, I mean, they give out so much information. I basically know, you know, how much they, anybody could figure out how much they make, you know, what they're going to eat Tuesday night for dinner and, you know, those types of things. It's like, maybe I ought to dial it back a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, and it's, it's. And there probably won't be a definite answer. There's always going to be struggles um, about how much a person wants to share. And if you don't share, well, then you're not going to be able to, you know, certain services won't be available to you because they need to know something about you. And it's kind of hard to construct, you know, a digital concierge, uh, concierge service if they don't know things about you. So it'll – person and. It'll just be individual choice, I guess. And as long as we have, you know, are allowed to make the, those choices, you know, the one thing that we don't, well, you know, then we get into the government and how much do we want them to know about us too. But you know, as far as the other stuff that we do, hopefully we'll be allowed a certain amount of choices um, as to what we do want to share and not be forced into uh, a situation that we don't want to be in. Well, I, I do want to take a pause here and say thank you to the NSA and all those who have joined us now uh, after Mike said something about the government. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, you guys want to do a backup in case Kevin and mine fails? Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it creeps me out, but, you know, there's just, I don't know. I, I can't decide which way I want to go on this. Um, I'm 
I the idea of being able to talk to things so that it can do certain things for me and is fine, but I like the model that Apple portends to put out there. I'm not going to say that they're, you know, we don't know exactly what they're doing. They they portend to keep it a secret, you know, and not and anonymize our information. I like that idea better, but there's also limitations because they do that, as you say, because they can't build a profile. They can't build that database that knows that Kevin likes to have a donut on Thursday morning on his way to work, and it buzz, buzz, buzz reminds him to pull over at the Circle K and grab his donut and a cup of coffee or something like that. You know, it's... I don't know. I, I'm just an old half-drunk fart tonight. <laughs> so. Well, and then uh, I think of... Um... I want to say it was Minority Report, I believe. There was one of the uh, science fiction movies we watched, um, and it was somebody's walking into the mall, and they would say, hello, Mike McPeak, we have your, you know, or here is a new selection of, you know, whatever for you to pick. That would creep me out where, so I do have some boundaries. Uh, There would be some things that would bother me to be, if I'm walking into a public place and to have them announce my name and tell me that there is, you know, we have a sale on women's lingerie because, you know, apparently you've been buying that stuff online. Well, yeah, for my wife. But again, if they don't know why you're getting it, um, you know, that would be kind of freaky to say that, hey, we have these, uh, we don't see you're interested in women's lingerie, announcing it to the whole world. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, something like that would be, you know, creepy, and I don't know how you deal with something like that. Yeah, or, hey, Mike, Mike McPeak, welcome to the Valley Mall. We have that those new kind of boxer shorts that you've been buying, and we have them in new exciting colors for spring. So, yeah. <laughs> Especially that leopard-skinned one that you were looking at the other day. <laughs> yes. Oh Lord! Yeah, yeah we yeah that's we're 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 getting close to the Mankini thing here. We're about to cross the Mankini line there. Oh no! Don't cross those streams. And that that's where Mark comes in, and the Mankinis come out. Oh no! They can go way out. <laughs> yeah. Well, for Mark, it's getting towards summer season, so he can he has to whip out his Mankini and enjoy the, the summer. Okay, bad images, bad images, bad images. Ow, ow, ow. Okay. Uh, well, let, let me clean up your Im- bad images. We'll, we'll, okay. We'll move on to something new and lovely. I happen to... I used... I, let, let me break this down give a little bit of backstory. For my Apple email account for my dot, uh, .me, dot .mac, dot .whatever, it's, dot .icloud now, I guess is what the hell it is. <laughs> icloud.com. That account I use mail.app, the, the thing that comes with your your computer on my app on my Mac. For all my other email accounts, I've always used something separate because I don't like the way mail.app deals with any of my other multiple accounts. Well, I switched back and forth a couple times. I used Mailplane for a while because I had everything coming into Gmail. Um, then I started using an application called Postbox that was recommended by our friend Elaine Giles and Mike Thomas. Uh, then I got away from that and started using Airmail. Uh, and I've been through two or three versions of that. I think I started out with version one. I'm up to version three now of that. Well, I got a, a um, email. I still subscribe to some email newsletters. And I got a review of Postbox 5, which I haven't used Postbox since version 3, I think. Yes, version 3. And I got a thing for Postbox version 5, and I started looking at it. And it was just so pretty. I just, I'm a sucker for a good GUI. If the GUI on an app is really good and the functionality is basic, you got me. So, you know, I looked at it, I downloaded, you can get a free trial, folks. You can get, it's uh, postbox.com. I think that's the right email address. Uh, Or email address, right web address. Jesus Christ, people. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, if you go there, you can download a free 30-day trial. Uh, it's a real pretty app. I like the way it's organized. The basic default setup is works perfectly for me. Setting up my Gmail accounts was simple. It just knew everything. I just had to put in my email address and the password, and it was, you know, it's set up to auto configure Gmail and several other types of uh, email accounts. And it's just got a really nice interface. It reminds me of I have to use Outlook all the time. I mean, that's my life. That's my work. I have to use Outlook all the time. It is very reminiscent of the way I like to set up Outlook. So, and while Airmail is fine, I've really enjoyed using Airmail. 
I, like a sucker, bought Postbox the other day. I got an upgrade. They did give me a discount since I had, was a registered user of version 3. So I got it for uh, about 45% off. They gave me like a 40% discount or something like that. And I just couldn't help it. I bought the damn thing the other day, and I'm using it now. And I really like it. I like the interface. I like the way it looks. It's just kind of purdy. And as I said, I'm a sucker for a pretty gooey. And it just suckered me and separated me from $24 in a heartbeat. So, you know, what can I say? Well, yeah, and as you mentioned that, I do have Postbox 3 here. Uh, and you're talking on uh, your Mac now, right? Yes. This isn't an iOS. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess for me, Apple Mail is hasn't caused me too much aggravation yet. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I'll stick with that. I'll just have to see, or maybe if the price is not too bad. Well, download the uh, 30-day trial and give it a shot. I mean, you're not going to be out sure. of anything for a free trial. Sure, that's true. Um, yeah, so like I say, Apple's mail app hasn't bugged me too much. Now, Safari has been bugging the crap out of me. So I finally just switched my default... Um, browser over to Chrome, because it bugs me. I go to look at a, uh, uh, a YouTube video or something like that, and the window will pop up and then it won't play. Um, I'm not having that problem. Uh, I don't know if it's... I think I've got click to Flash. No, it, YouTube shouldn't be using Flash. No, YouTube's using HTML5. Right. Uh, I don't know. There's something that... Uh, or the ad will start to play, and if you skip past it, then it won't. And I don't know, because there's been more than a few times I've had to copy the URL in the Chrome just to watch it. And I said, ah, screw this, and just made Chrome my default browser. So I don't know if it's me, uh, if there's something I've installed, uh, or if it is just Safari being stupid. But um, It must be something particular, because I, I've been using Safari with no trouble for... I mean, I have Chrome on my machine, but it's my second or third tier browser when I come to what's well, second tier I guess because I don't have Firefox on here anymore um, so I mean I just use Safari I'll say 98% of the time I use Chrome maybe 2% of the time um, I mean I have our Google Doc open right now it's open in Safari uh, and shocker I was listening I was watching a, a video about this uh, really cool song called How Do You Do uh, <laughs> well Never heard of it, really. How does that go? How do you do? do, do? Yeah, so anyway, um, if people don't know what that is, go back a few episodes and listen to the Earworm episode. Anyway, the, uh, and it was playing just fine. I, you know, I don't have any trouble with that. The only time I have trouble with Safari playing videos at all is usually uh, Vimeo sometimes kind of, cho it chokes on Vimeo once in a while, and I'm not sure why. Hmm. But other than that, I don't have any trouble. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe there was some setting or maybe there was something I did. I mean, that's completely possible. I screwed other things up before, too. So um, so maybe it is me. I don't know. But um, that frustrating. But like I say, mail, is. I'm okay with with that. Yeah, I, again, you know, I just like it. It was pretty. And pretty cost me $24. Right. Well, pretty cost me Twenty dollars yesterday when I bought that Game Boy Advance, so pretty <laughs> co pretty cost me money too much. So when it comes to technology, don't think I just go around throwing pretty mon pretty money money at pretty girls or anything like that, folks. I, I do limit it to my technology purchases. And Mike, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, do you think I'm pretty, Kevin? Yeah, I'll send you a dollar. You're so pretty. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Uh, actually, you're more like a fifty center, but that's okay. <laughs> I think I just feel hurt. That's all right. Mark only gets a penny, so what are you worried about? Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, I don't know which is shinier, the penny or his head, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we won't debate uh, Mark's, uh, Mark's glowing personality. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, I mean, so I think uh, we'll, we'll move on to the, uh, even though uh, Mike kind of spoiled it. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. Bad boy. Bad boy. That's me spanking Mike. Literally. Um, no, I'm just kidding, folks. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting for the rumors to start. 
anyway. Yeah. Um, our picks this week, I'll let Mike give a little bit more detail. Sure. But I, I did set the value this week because I had something specific that I wanted. So, hey, you know, I'm the one that sets the value. So, I, you know, what the fuck? Uh, but I did set it for 200 to $350. So, do you want to tell us what, pray tell, you found that you might want, Mike, at that price? Yeah, just, just in case people would be shocked. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, this Linux tablet from uh, Ubuntu, which, uh, again, this is fictional money. So and this isn't a fictional tablet. It's just out of stock, and I don't know what their plans are. I haven't heard anything more about it. But it's the uh, the Aquarius M10 FHD Ubuntu Edition Black. Um, it's uh, – where's the specs on this thing? Here? Is this the dawning of the age of Aquarius? Uh, could be. I don't know. I'm waiting for something to dawn. Uh, see, uh, but, uh, where's the specs on this stupid thing? Mike's, Mike's Googling folks. Oh, here we go. See, see details. Okay, here we go. But it's, uh, a 10-inch screen. I think it's got an Atom processor in it. Uh, full HD display. Um, yeah, because I have the product page up here, but they don't conveniently give me any, uh, specs on the stupid what's wrong with you people give me oh here we go specifications there we go um yeah it's got a um looking for the processor uh 16 gigs of memory it's got a, a micro sd slot uh it'll handle all different formats it comes with ubuntu uh 1504 on it so is it, i know i don't think that's a long-term edition but um, no, fifteen oh four when I think fourteen was the last long LTS edition. I think so. Um, it's got a uh, MediaTek quad core CPU in it, so I'm going to guess that that's an ARM processor. Uh, I think it's an ARM um, clone, but yeah, basically sure. an ARM processor. Yeah, I mean it's not a uh, Intel based uh, CPU, so uh, you know this. Um, would be more along the lines of what you'd find in an Android tablet rather than what you would find in a uh, Windows uh, Windows tablet because most of them have uh, Atom processors in it. So yeah, even this little cheap New Vision has an Atom processor in it. Yeah, so I don't know what this does for availability of uh, apps and such because um, you know that's the problem. The RT. Uh, uh, Windows RT tablets had was that they had to have programs specially compiled for the ARM processor, so you couldn't just run any old Windows stuff on there. And I don't know how much support this has gotten. So you know, apps could be a little iffy on here. But um, so you know, now as we're talking, I'm giving more thought. Damn you, Kevin, to uh, <laughs> uh, getting a, a regular uh, cheap Windows tablet and see if I can put regular Ubuntu on there, because then, um, you know, you'd have your full slate of apps available. Yeah, especially if you get one with a nice SD card slot, you could just boot from the SD card. Yeah, I could do that, too. Um, yeah, then I could keep Windows on there and still boot off of that. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Kevin. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, sure. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, we've, Mike, we, we may have Mike buying more tablets. Big shocker. Yeah. <laughs> So he's he's a tablet whore. But speaking of that, I am going to say that, and I put this in the show notes, I am a bag whore, folks. When it comes to backpacks, briefcases, you call it whatever you will, I have a, a is the word fetish? No, fetish is the wrong word. I have, I have an overwhelming desire to have as many of these as I can. And um, I do have my daily carry bag right now. I got from ThinkGeek, and I actually caught it on sale. It's the Bag of Holding. Yes, folks, the Bag of Holding, just like it sounds. Um, it actually even has a little uh, 20-sided dice icon on the outside of the bag. So, yeah, folks, that's how much of a geek I am. <laughs> I, have, I carry a Bag of Holding back and forth to work every day. But, you know, leather is such a nice-looking uh, item that... I've been eyeballing this uh, bag from Waterfield Designs uh, for quite a while. I haven't bought it, but it is called the Waterfield Designs Cargo Bag. 
And I would encourage you, the link, of course, will be in the show notes. Go watch the video. This bag is just gorgeous. And I can put all my shit in it. Because <laughs> I carry a lot of shit to work. Uh, probably way more than I have to. Um, but I like to be prepared because I work a long ways from home. So I like to have, you know, stuff with me that I might need. You know, if something comes up and I'm 45 miles from home, it's not, oh, let me pop, ho- let me pop home and do this or do that. So I have extra things with me in case I need something. Um, I've always done that because of my long commute. Uh, but this bag's absolutely gorgeous. It's uh, leather and canvas together. Uh, it's got these really cool like parachute type of closure devices on it, m- almost mill spec. Um, it even has a thing on the back of it for those that are real travelers and real road warriors, unlike myself, that lets you slip uh, if you've got a roll rolling case. You can slide the handle of your rolling case up through it and have this sit on top of it as you go through the airport, dashing for your next plane on your international travels. Um, so, I mean, you know, Mike and I go don't go that far, so we're not, <laughs> we're not world travelers. But this bag just really looks cool. I mean, it's got a compartment for everything. It'll hold up to a 15-inch laptop, a tablet, a phone. It's got easy access to almost everything. It's just really cool, and it sell it retails for three hundred and forty nine dollars, so wow. it's just one dollar under the limit. Um, I don't see me paying that much for a bag, but if Waterfield wants to send me a review unit, please feel free. I'd be more than happy to review it and give you my feedback. Um, I can become very accustomed to it. So that's my pick this week. As I fo- say, folks, I probably have. From different conferences and stuff I go to, have been to, I've got uh, probably half a dozen backpacks in my closet. I've got mm, a couple leather bags. <laughs> I've got I got a lot of bags, folks. Let's just put it that way. My wife's kind of going, okay, you know, maybe it's time to get rid of a few of these. I actually had one that came from VM World. A friend of mine brought me back from, and it said VM World 2006. And I carried it right up until uh, last year when I bought my bag, or maybe it was the year before when I bought my bag of holding uh, from uh, uh, Think Geek. Uh, and that bag had lasted eight years, and it was just a giveaway at VM World. So, um, you know, I had a Microsoft one, got from TechEd, I carried for a long time until the lining fell out of it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I use them. It's not that I don't use them, and I never want to be without one, but. Yeah, I do have a problem. Well, and okay, as long as we're being honest here, uh, mine isn't bags, but mine is um, uh, not. I don't know if you call them pouches or what, but I've made. I've talked about this, my saddle bags that I strap on. That I've Merce. got all my. No, no, no. This goes on my belt. Uh, you know, like um, uh, what military people might have. You know, with stuff Tacti- in it, but tactical like, gear. Yeah, there you go. Something along that line that you put on there. So, I mean, I've got two of them, and I got my uh, phone in one, and uh, see what else. I got a battery pack in there, and I've got some stands and cables and some uh, connectors. And the other one, I've got my iPod, and I've got my camera in there, and I've got a few other things that I just, again, I like to have it with me just because and sometimes like the other day um i was helping one of the teachers at school and we needed a uh uh a cable to connect their phone to the computer so i opened up my bag and pulled out my handy little retractable two-in-one lightning uh slash micro um uh usb uh cable and pull that out so we could plug it in i just like having that stuff handy and so yeah i've got a few of them around here plus when i'm at work um i have a pouch that I've got uh, like a couple wrenches and a screwdriver and a uh, set of uh, foldable Allen wrenches, um, my vice grip, uh, putty knife, um, box cutter, and a uh, little uh, razor blade uh, for scraping tape off. It's just the things that uh, if I have to do something, I don't want to walk all the way back to the office to get the tools. I just want to be able to reach in there, pull out what I need, and be done with it. So, uh, and I've had a few of those over the years because I tend to wear them out. Um, they actually start to fall apart um, 
because I'm carrying so much weight around and I'm probably more than they were intended to. Uh, but so I've got some of those. And I just have other things that, uh, at different times, camera bags that I put on my, uh, again, I like things that fasten my belt. So it's always there and it's handy. Um, so I've got more than a few around here because they're good for some reason. Sure they yeah. are. Yeah, well, I mean, I got all kinds of cables in mine. I have a mult, one or two multi tools besides my pocket knife that I carry. Um, ca- like I said, cables. I've got extra thumb drives. Yes, folks, big shocker there. Um, I actually even carry a spare pair of socks. Um, I've been known to forget when I go to work in the mornings to put a belt on, so I have an extra belt I keep in there just in case I get to work and go, why are my pants? St-? Oh. <laughs> Time to put on a belt, Kevin. So, <laughs> see, that's not a problem because otherwise, where would my bags go if I didn't have a belt? See, see, yeah, that's a. I, you know, it's just one of those things. I and I used to, and now I keep it in a uh, someplace else at work at my desk. I used to carry a spare, as I called it, my emergency tie, because I always, I always wear a shirt and tie to work. And uh, that's a running joke at work. They all they swear to God that they think I sit around the house on the weekend with a tie on, you know. Because so, most people I work with have never seen me without a tie on, a shirt and tie on. They're going, really? Because you know, they'll say, what's well, casual day? I said, yeah, I have on my casual socks. They're going, no. <laughs> I wear shirt, tie, and slacks every day. It's just my habit. It's what I got used to. And I continue to do it. It, it was required at one point, And that was part of the reason and i got into the habit it's not required anymore but anyway so but yeah i even carried an emergency tie that was a blue tie that went with almost anything i owned i could just put it on if i'd happen to forget my tie or get something on my tie that i had on i could switch it out real quick and put on this tie so yeah but anyway that's enough about that's a window into my world that most people are probably vomiting now that they know (laughs) for god's sakes pull the shade (laughs) pull the shade so anyway, I think we'll we'll call it a close there. We need to pull the shade on this podcast folks, <laughs> before we lose too many more listeners. So, Mike, why don't you tell the good folks out there where they might be able to find you should they uh, need to? Well, if you really need to, you need a better life. But anyway, uh, if you do want to find out what I have to say, I, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, DSC Chipman. And I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. Excellent. Uh, and folks, if uh, you want to find out more about me, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I tend to post out my ramblings into the world. It's twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, you will find links back over to that. We hope Melissa's feeling, or not Melissa, we hope Elisa's feeling better this coming week and she'll be able to join us next week and hopefully we'll get Melissa back here as soon as she gets done her travelings and ramblings around the southwest portion of the country. So, folks, if you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com and remember reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome and we thank all those that have done that. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you this week and maybe the girls won't leave us alone next week. But if they do, between now and next week, please don't forget to hug a geek. Hi, I'm Bart Pushatz, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie Thank you.